Sinjin from 90 Day Fiance has been caught on a dating app. The podcast family, also from 90 Day Fiance, have been called out for faking these fight scenes. And guys, Eric and Virginia from Married at First Sight have been called out for possibly, potentially, faking their marriage to stay on the show. Welcome to Reality TV Roundup. My name is Max, but y'all probably know me as the celeb talk guy. We have so much reality TV drama to talk about today. I don't want to waste any time, so here is the scoop. Guys, we have to talk about 90 Day Fiance. And the first thing I want to talk about today with 90 Day Fiance is with Sinjin. You guys, Sinjin from 90 Day Fiance has been caught on a dating app and not just any dating app. He's been caught on good old Tinder. Here is the deal. A lovely follower of mine actually sent me a message yesterday with the screenshot proof um, saying, hey, I'm, I love your videos. Once again, thank you. And she said, I'm from Connecticut and I was going through good old fashioned these dating apps and I guess who popped up? Boom, right there, it would be Sinjin. Now, at first glance, you could say, I mean, it could be fake, but the profile just says this, Sinjin31 says he wants to just get a drink, he loves road trips, he likes to dance, he's a dog lover, and he loves festivals. That is definitely, you know, the Sinjin we know from 90 Day Fiance. But if we scroll through, there's another one right there, you know, there's another one right there. He's having fun. And so it's like, is this the real deal? The follower that messaged me seemed very credible. She seemed sweet and nice. And the story lines up. She, you know, he is living in Connecticut. The Everything matches up with where he's at, where she's at. And so you guys, the million dollar question, what is going on with Sinjin and Tanya? Obviously, it'd be one thing if he was just kind of out talking, but it's like, if he's on a legitimate dating app, what is going on? So number one, I want to ask you guys, please comment below what you guys think if you are watching us on Facebook or YouTube. If it's a podcast, I'm sorry, you can't comment, but if you could, I'm just so curious. What do you guys think? Here is my take. Now, if he was on like eHarmony or Christian Mangle or one of those kind of more, you know, family-friendly dating app kind of things, I would say him and Tanya are done. It's over. He's moved on. He's trying to meet someone else. And the guy apparently, for the time being, is staying in America, even though I think he would definitely go back to South Africa if him and Tanya did actually get a divorce. And this is why I kind of think what is going on is Tanya and Sinjin, God bless their hearts, nothing wrong with this, but they're a little bit more kind of, they go by the beat of their own drum, and I could see them wanting to have, I don't know, more of an open style relationship, maybe. They they definitely seem like the kind of people that are on 90 Fiance. If we had to pick someone who would be down or something like that, definitely Tanya and Sinjin are one of those people. So what I think is going on is maybe Tanya's open to it, maybe she wants Sinjin to be open to it, maybe Sinjin is just open, you know, we don't really know. Tanya seems to kind of be jealous, but honestly, their issues were never jealousy. I mean, I can't even sit here and think of one instance of jealousy. Their issues were always, he's, and I love Sinjin, but he's very lazy. He doesn't want to get a job. He doesn't have any plans for the future. That was their issues. Nothing to ever do with, yeah, no, they never had any um, issues with fighting or jealousy or anything like that. So I think what is going on is this. Tanya and Sinjin, if I had to guess, are likely still together and they're trying to pursue, I don't know, an open kind of style relationship, I guess. Now, that's one possibility. That's why I asked you guys, comment below what you guys think. That's, that's my first guess. My second guess would be this, and oh, this would be so wrong, but my second guess is this. Sinjin went out the back door and he's trying to kind of meet someone else on the side. He's trying to potentially cheat. And if that is the case, 
he picked the wrong place because everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people know the guy. He is technically a celebrity. So for him, if he is cheating to go on a dating app where people could see him and, you know, sending people like me and people like me could share it with the world, it's just not a good look and that would not be very smart. And the other reason why I think they are still together and they're just trying to make this relationship, you know, bigger and add more people to it is because on July 27th, just, I mean, what, five, you know, six days ago, not very long ago, Tanya posted a picture right there uh, with Sinjin saying, after leaving Watkins Glen State Park, we stopped at Bellhurst Castle for some tasty lunch and lakefront views. Such a pretty place. And Sinjin also commented on it saying, what a fun trip. They still follow each other. The hashtags are all kind of just happiness, love, and, and 90 Day Fiance. And so I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're going to stay together. I think they're just trying to add someone to the relationship. Or, so that that's my first guess. Second guess would be that he's cheating. Third guess is it was a catfish. And But I really just don't think so. Sinjin is pretty famous, but he's not that kind of famous of a level where anyone would ever actually make a fake dating app profile for the guy. I mean, if it was Big Ed or Angela, even not even Angela, maybe Darcy, Big Ed I could see. A lot of people that watch this show, and if you're, if you, you know, here's the deal. A lot of people that watch Ed are very young and they would do something stupid like, you know, make a fake dating profile. I could see that happening to Ed like 100%. People are constantly joking about the guy. I could see that happen, but Sinjin, God bless, once again, God bless Sinjin, but he was never a huge person on the show. He was very low key, kept to himself. So yes, my gut is telling me he is just trying to add someone to this relationship. I think Tanya's probably in on it too. And for all we know, she could have a profile of herself. You know, she could have one for herself too. So I guess if any guys are watching this video and you live in Connecticut, keep your eyes out for Tanya. But yes, guys, comment below what you guys think. That is my theory, pretty crazy stuff, but also, not that shocked. And if and when I do find out any more info on this whole Sinjin, you know, situation with the dating apps, I will 100% let y'all know. All right, guys, while we're talking about Night Day Fiance, we have to talk about Darcy and Stacy because it was just on not so long ago and it was such a breaking drama. I fear we might as well include this in the breaking news for the day. So here is the deal. Drum roll, please. Georgie's car got repoed. Yes, 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 yes. Georgie, who is engaged to Darcy and Darcy and Stacy, his car got repoed. And I was watching it thinking, am I the only one because this is completely unbelievably crazy? Here is the deal. Okay, Georgie had to go back to Virginia to get his belongings because he was actually still renting a room from a friend of some sort. I don't even know. You could never figure out what is what Georgie's even talking about at the time, but he apparently is renting a room. He was, and he wanted to end the lease. He's now living in Connecticut, so he went to go and get his belongings, and of course, I don't know why, but Stacy and Florian decided to tag along, probably just for the show. And when they were driving there, Darcy was driving. When they were going, Darcy just said, hey, Georgie, what do you have to pick up? What things do you need? And it's weird because it's almost like she knew, but I don't think she, I don't even know. It's almost like she would have known, but she knew that he had a car. And so she, you know, he was like, I don't know what I have to move until I get there kind of things. He, he never will ever give a straight answer. That's what I'm starting to kind of realize about Georgie, but you know, she asked him that, and then she goes, well, what about the car? Something kind of along those lines. And he goes, the bank took it. And I'm just like, what? You're, wait, like, what, what, what? A car getting repossessed, at least in my eyes, is a gigantically huge deal. Number one, now you don't, you don't have a car. 
Um, I think the way it works is all the money you've put down, like you can't sell it. I don't know. Yeah, like you lose it. That's it. If you stop making the payments on it, everything you put into it is gone. And your credit is probably completely ruined too. So this guy out of nowhere just goes, oh yeah, the bank took it. And Darcy, Stacy and Florian, they didn't have much to say. And this is why I think Florian honestly is kind of buddy-buddy with Georgie. I'll get more into that in a minute because they act like they can't stand each other at times. But like Florian was trying to change the subject for Georgie so he wouldn't look bad. But Darcy was just like, what? Your car got repossessed? And then he was just like, you know, nothing I can do. He said, what are you talking about? Yeah, there is something you can do. You can pay the thing. And if you can't afford to pay the bill, sell the thing. But the first thing is if you can't afford to pay that bill, Georgie, you gotta start selling some of your clothes because he walks around in like luxury designer clothes 24 seven. You gotta sell the crap. But yes, his car actually got repossessed. I cannot believe it. And I'm starting to think all of the comments about the money and how Darcy pays for everything and how he kind of had money hidden. This is why now I'm starting to think nothing against the guy. We're not trying to shame him or anything for not having much money, but that's why I'm starting to really believe he lives a show. His life is, when it comes to the finances, is a complete lie. He puts on a big front with all these big clothes and the designer stuff. But if you really look at Georgie, it's all a complete lie. If you can't pay your car bill and your car gets repossessed, now your credit is probably completely shot. But it's like the worst part is now, um, you know, what are you doing buying all these clothes? So, yeah, it's just, to me, it's ridiculous. And he, he claims this. Darcy was like, why didn't you ever tell me this? And they kind of talked about it later in the episode too. And he basically said, I, didn't, I was trying to protect you. I didn't want to make you scared or nervous. But she was like, as your fiance, you should be, you should be able to feel comfortable telling me everything. But I kind of get the whole protection thing too. But either way, if you're going to be married to someone, they should know everything going on with your finances and the whole story and the whole situation. So he really should have probably told her. He might have just felt dumb, which I get because... You know, that is an embarrassing situation, but it's like, if you want to marry this girl, dude, you should at least be straight up and tell her that your car got repossessed. So, um, I, I don't know how he, I don't even know how he gets around now that I think about it, because Connecticut, as far as I'm aware, is not a walking city. This is why this show is so redundant. Now that I'm saying this out loud, Connecticut is not a walking city. I don't think it's much of a public transit city either, if you're gonna go to the grocery store and stuff. So how does this guy get around? Is he driving one of Darcy's cars? But wouldn't Darcy have said, we're not in some big old New York City Times Square where you can't have a car? Georgie, where is your car? So I don't know what his excuse is for not having it there. And also, he had a car when we first saw him on Darcy and Stacy season one. So I'm sorry guys, the more I tell this story, the more I'm kind of like, I don't even know what to believe now. So this is crazy. Comment below what you guys think. If you have a thought, comment, or any inkling of an idea of what is going on, it seemed so crazy. I kind of think it was real, but maybe she always knew. Maybe it was just made up for drama. In my eyes, I think George doesn't make much money. He doesn't work, and he probably has some ongoing bill to some extent and he's buying all these crazy expensive clothes, he probably just didn't pay the bill and just figured it's a lost cause, whatever, and he's too embarrassed to tell anyone, maybe. Really weird situation, but comment below what you guys think on that topic. But like I was saying, they were going to Virginia to go grab some of his bags and his, you know, his, his last belongs. And the funniest thing that Darcy did say that I want to mention real quick before we go on to what happened, was she goes, what are you gonna grab, Georgie? And Georgie goes, I don't know, I'll have to wait and see until I, until I get there. And then she goes, well, you know what? You've been living in Connecticut for the past like months and months and months. If you haven't needed it now, you're probably never gonna need the crap. So that is kind of a hilariously true point by Darcy, but they make it to Virginia. 
With Stacy and Florian, not a thing's going on. They're trying to have a baby. She wants to go to the doctor. George, or not Georgie, Florian, I'm sorry, excuse me. Florian is not in favor of going to the doctor. He's basically just saying, if God wants us to have a kid, we will. He's very religious, apparently, and he wants to just go by the grace of God, and if God allows it and it's in their will, they'll have one. If not, they won't. Now, remember, Stacy's 46 years old, and so it is kind of borderline as even like, you know, healthy, safe, good, you know, is that normal? It's definitely on the older side of having a baby. So it sounds like, you know, Florian does say we can go to the doctor. He finally gives in and agrees. And then it sounds like they do go to the doctor. She has a little bit of an issue. And now they're trying to go down that IVF journey. And I have no idea where that brings them. I know that she has kids that are anywhere from like 15 to 17 years old. So it'd be kind of awkward to now all of a sudden have another kid that is so much younger. But if Florian wants to have a baby... I guess that's the only way. So they are going to go down the IVF journey and we will see what happens. She's just been kind of teasing it on social media, but she did not give the actual result and outcome of what goes down. So that was basically it for them. But Georgie and Darcy, it's really just not looking good. Let me just start by saying I think Georgie is completely hilarious, but I think he's a complete liar. That is that is the stance. I'm putting my foot down. I'm saying it. Let's just disregard Darcy. Darcy is clearly a drama queen and dramatic and this, that, and the other, and she's ridiculous to watch. But Georgie, I thought he was kind of funny. I thought he was a genuine guy. After seeing the money thing and the sock thing and how he is really vague and I was not really trying to get a job... I think he's a liar, and I think he wants to be with Darcy, for one, for the fame, and for two, for the money, because they definitely are getting paid something. Like, he for sure is getting paid some amount to be on this Darcy and Stacy show, and I think the guy clearly needs money. So I think he's using her. I don't think he wants any... I, I don't think he's in love with her. I think he wants to be on the show, and I think he knows that Darcy is unbelievably desperate for a man. He's just filling that role. That's all I really think. So they go to Virginia. She wants to... First off, she wants to go and see where the guy used to live. That was the funniest part. She goes, can I come in? And he goes, no. And it was because of the pandemic, and I get it. You know, you don't want to... You know, it's a crazy time right now, so he didn't want her going in. But I can tell you guys one thing. They are getting tested for sure before they film anything for this Darcy and like when they go anywhere they're getting probably tested maybe once a week you know for all this stuff so that was a complete lie because they knew she was probably negative she was probably perfectly fine and Georgie I just don't think he probably just didn't want the cameras and whatnot going in his house because he's probably embarrassed on where he used to live the house was not very big and I'm not trying to be rude or shame him it's just like yeah, if you, I mean, if anything, be like a fun, like, that's a fun thing to show your significant other where you used to live. It actually, for me, it's like, a, you know, memory lane is fun. It's an exciting thing. You're bringing a person into your past life and you can kind of mesh the two and it's an exciting thing. So I, I call complete crap on that. Then they finally go and meet up with Georgie's quote-unquote. And if you are listening to this as a podcast, let me just say I am doing air quotes as I say this. They went and saw his friends. You know, key the air quotes. They, these people they could have found on a street corner and just given them a bunch of fancy clothes and said, okay, you guys are going to play Georgie's friends because they really knew nothing. They knew like nothing about him. I consider friends, well, at least my close friends, people that actually know crap about me. These people, they like never met his, or they didn't meet his wife for years and years and years. I think one of the girls that she never even met her, um, and there was there was three people there. So these are, these are like one of his three closest friends, 
and they've never even met his wife. They had no idea he was living in Connecticut. It's like, what is he, like, what? What does he tell these people? Does he keep in touch with them? Does he ever talk to them? They really did not know much of anything about him or his finances or his dating or his ex-wife or anything. So for all we know, those people could have been, you know, found on a street corner and he just brought them in and said, you're going to pretend to be my friends because they knew absolutely nothing about the guy. I mean, I don't know about you, but it's like first he has the issue with, you know, the whole thing with how does it, he doesn't want to get a job. Then he has the issue of hiding money and that, that we, we, let's, let's just disregard the money thing, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to get a job. He's not trying to get a job. Then she goes to his old house. He won't let her in. Then, you know, his car gets repossessed. He never told her until she asked. And then she goes to meet his friends and it's like, they don't even know a first thing about the guy. So if I was Darcy, I would run. I would say, I'm done. This has been fun. You're a hilarious guy. I think Georgie is very funny, but no. So they go to the dinner with these friends. Darcy starts kind of, kind of somewhat sort of grilling, kind of. Darcy and Stacy both were kind of grilling the friends. And that's when they were talking about, you know, paying the bills and the this and the that and what Georgie's usually like. And then of course the friends just defend Georgie and just act like, you know, sunshine and rainbows and he's amazing, cookies and cream, everything's so good when it's like, that's not the case at all. And they kind of got mad at Darcy and Stacy. And that's when actually Georgie kind of jumped in. Then he got mad at Florian. Florian got mad at him. It was one big, you know, drama. But at the end of the day, the thing is, no one really knows this guy. He's very quiet. He keeps to himself. And if I was Darcy, and this was a logical decision she was trying to make on whether to marry this guy or not, I would say absolutely run. So comment below what you guys think of Darcy and Georgie and Florian and Stacey. But really seriously, comment below what you think of the whole Georgie situation. Maybe I'm overstepping. Maybe the car repossessed thing wasn't a big deal. But I just feel like if my car, God forbid, or maybe your car got repossessed and I had, I was, you know, engaged to someone, I would tell the girl. I like see. I would 100% tell the person. It's embarrassing, and that's why I feel like a real true relationship. Even if a relationship should be for the ups and the downs. If they're not there in the good and the bad, you shouldn't want them. And honestly, Darcy, like I think Darcy, like is gonna be there for that. Like I think she really is a ride or die kind of a girl, which sounds crazy, I know. But I think if you treat her right, I don't because she's so desperate to be with someone. I don't think she would ever leave anyone. Like you think about it. Her and Jesse was kind of a weird situation, but Tom, Tom left her. And now we have Georgie and it's like, he's lying, he's not working, and she's still there for him. So I think she's really gonna be there for the guy if he will let her, and he, she even said it, tell me the good, the bad, the ugly, tell me what's going on and I'll be there for you. And Georgie's just not doing that. So I think we're gonna get to a point, maybe, possibly, potentially, where they just call it quits because if he can't tell her this stuff now, how is she gonna be able to trust the guy for the rest of her life? But of course, I could be wrong, I could be overstepping, so comment below what you guys think. All right guys, now while we're still talking about 90 Day Fiance, we have some more breaking drama thanks to Screen Rant. So I'm going to link their Screen Rant article, and this time it is with the Podcast family on whether or not any other drama going on 90 Day Fiance is actually true. And like I said, thank you to Screen Rant. We now actually have a couple different instances where they got completely called out for faking drama. So here's the deal, y'all. This was way too funny not to share. If you don't remember, weeks and weeks and weeks ago, at the beginning of the 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After season, we got to see Andre and Libby go and meet with an immigration lawyer and talk about Andre's, you know, green card renewal. And the attorney basically just said this, 
you have to have a stable job and a this and a that and a laundry list of like papers like this, like, you know, this thick of stuff that he did not have. And of course, Libby was freaking out. And but it was all basically job related. Kind of, you have to have a steady job and a this and a that and da da da, you know, a bunch of stuff that wasn't ended up being true because someone actually reached out to Screen Rat apparently and said, no, 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 I've been through this process. I've done it before. And people were reaching out to me too while this was going on. I didn't think anything of it. But, you know, people were just telling me this. That seems far-fetched. And I thought that seemed far-fetched, too. But I, no one ever came and shared exact proof. But this person reached out to Screen Rant and said, actually, no, Andre would just need to show a joint bank account with Libby and show that his, his daughter's, you know, birth certificate. And that is it. There's no laundry list of this and the, that and a bunch of other stuff. All he needs, according to this person who has supposedly been through the same situation, is a joint bank account, which you can get within a couple days, and his daughter's birth certificate, which also, you get that in a couple days. So, yeah, I mean, is that a complete lie? Well, but honestly, guys, it gets worse with this family because another thing that's going on, too, now, after the last episode of 90 Day Fiancé, we got to see that Jen and Becky, Elizabeth's two sisters, are now going to start their own real estate company, and they were going off on... Elizabeth and Andre and even their dad Chuck because um you know they won't do they won't work with them and it was really annoying and they basically want their dad to hold their little hand and give him a bunch of money and of course he now wants to do that for Andre and Elizabeth supposedly and so the two daughters Jen and Becky are starting to get kind of mad and they were like going off on it. like they were definitely having an issue with Elizabeth there was some fighting they were not happy but here's where it gets kind of just questionable because if you go on Elizabeth's you know Instagram she posted a picture a couple days ago boom right there and guess who it is it's Elizabeth and oh wait no that's Elizabeth and Becky they're together smiling happy it was on July 10th this stuff that was filmed was a couple months ago, was not that, I mean, it was, I don't know, you know, three some months ago, maybe. So it wasn't that long ago. And it makes me wonder if all of this stuff was going on, if they were so upset, they wouldn't talk, they wouldn't get together. Jen threw a cake in Andre's face. How come on Instagram they're now buddy, buddy? It's just so unbelievably annoying to see. And we could sit here and debate and say maybe that Elizabeth is just closer with her sisters and that the drama is real, but it's just that the sisters don't like Andre. But no, 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 that can't be the case. Because Elizabeth, she was defending Andre and the sisters were getting mad at her. So that can't be true. And the icing on the cake for me, once again, thanks to Screen Rant, I cannot find this for the life of me. And I'm starting to kind of think that what might have happened is Elizabeth just deleted the post. But we got to see, I was just talking, Talking about it, the cake scene where Jen, you know, threw a cake and it hit Andre's face and everyone was so mad and he threw him out of their house and it was for their daughter's birthday party. That's why, you know, hence the cake was there. Okay, according to Screen Rant, they are claiming that actually Elizabeth posted a picture for her daughter's birthday and everyone was there and they had a totally different outfit on than what was shown on the show. I have not seen this post, so I can't vouch for it. I just read that and I just cannot believe it. If that is the case and if that is true, this family is completely scripted. Obviously, we all know they want to be like Darcy and Stacey. They want to be like the family Chantel and they're probably going to get paid for it. You might not. You like, yeah, I don't know if they get paid handsomely. I always thought people, like on 90 Fiance, if you're on one of the spinoff shows, 
You get paid, I think, fifteen hundred, two grand an episode, kind of a thing. So a good amount, but not a ton of money by any means. And then it's like for the amount of hours you have to film, you're, you know, it's just it's not anything too crazy. But the spinoff shows, I've heard that they get more money. Now, to what regard, I never knew. The only baseline I could ever compare it to is that Rob Deerdeck went on a podcast that I listened to and said that he got paid. Uh, it was $35,000 per episode from MTV years ago when he had the, you know, uh, Robin Big Show. So it's like, that was years ago. And then when they, they asked him to come back to do Fantasy Factory, once again, still on MTV, so a different network. But it's like, once they asked him to come back, they offered him $125,000 per episode. So my point being is this. Even though TLC, MTV, different kind of a thing, if a show is pulling in pretty good traffic, like how Darcy and Stacey Season 2 is now, you, they're going to be getting paid something. I don't know to what regard, but they might be getting, you know, 30-ish, I don't know, 40 grand an episode. It sounds crazy, but they could even say they get 20 grand an episode. That is a ton of money, and I can tell you one thing, the podcast family, I know they act like they're the big business people, and they got the real estate, and they got this business. The truth is they might be making some money with real estate, keyword might, but a lot of these people, they all have an only uh, fan account for sure. Charlie's wife does, Andre does, Elizabeth does, Jen does, and Becky might even too. They all basically do. So they're doing that. You know, uh, Elizabeth is constantly doing brand deals. Andre is constantly doing brand, which is fine, but it's like, don't go on a show and act like all your money comes from real estate when the truth is it's coming from completely different things. So my point being is this, they are likely trying to start some drama because they know if they get their own spinoff show, they're going to be getting a crap ton of money. And I hope to God that 90 Day Fiance doesn't give them that because I don't find this family interesting whatsoever. Even, yeah, no, not even slightly. So I hope to God that they just kind of get fizzled off from 90 Day Fiance. But of course, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, please comment below what you guys think. Let me know if you think this is real, true, fake. And we are almost there to the biggest moments well, not, well, I don't even know. One of the biggest moment, I guess you could say, with the podcast, I was, I was gonna say the biggest moment ever on Night Fiance, but I'm actually gonna backpedal on that and redact that, because it's, it's not that big. It's pretty big, though. And this is why I kind of think it's, like, funny, because it's like they're, they're trying to kind of copy the family Chantel, but we got to see the dad, Chuck, wants to host a barbecue of some sort, and he invites Andre, he invites Charlie, Charlie gets there, and him and Andre get very physical, very fast, and everyone had to break it up, and it looks like Andre kind of won the fight, if I had to guess, but either way, it's going to be a very big moment, the dad bursts into tears, some people are saying that that was a completely fake scene, all I know is I've been waiting all season long to see this fight go down, and I think it's going to be pretty good, and I'm sure it's going to last, like, you know, like two seconds probably, but it is kind of funny, because remember, there was a couple big fights on Family Chantel when they were just on 90 Fiance, and then they got their own spinoff, so there might be something, some kind of a similarities paralleling right there, which is kind of stupid of the pot has found. But either way, you guys, comment below what you think. And if you think this is real, true, or just like me, you think it is completely, totally, 100%, without a doubt, categorically fake. <laughs> All right, guys, now I want to transition on over to Married at First Sight because we have breaking news that Eric and Virginia, oh my gosh, they um, they kind of actually exposed themselves. Yes, Eric and Virginia, they completely exposed themselves. Here is the deal, you guys. It's a real quick one. We have to thank Maps Fan very quick, but if you don't already know Eric and Virginia, spoiler alert, it's not even a sport at this point, but spoiler alert, they have both filed for divorce, and the divorce actually got finalized. So Eric and Virginia, they're not still together. However, they're on couples camp. This is where it just gets so bad. Maps Fan shared this. I'll try to put it right there. 
there, but they shared the description for the new episode of Couples Cam, and it says this, Jamie and Doug's marriage is underwater. Jessica and Austin struggle to keep a secret from Diona and Greg. Anthony and Ashley have to clean up their potty mouse. Virginia has a birthday surprise for Eric. Wait a second, what? And so if you're if you're any bit like me or Mavs fan, you're probably wondering, okay, interesting, birthday surprise. When was Eric's birthday? Because they did file for divorce and then now they are, they are actually legally divorced now. So Mavs fan, the crazy detective that she is, she went back and realized that Eric posted um, on May 31st at the big, you know, 3-5. So his birthday is May 31st. But then she went back in the court records and realized that it says in their divorce, that they have been separated since in or about April 29th, 2021. So you guys, you guys, you guys, this is the funniest thing ever. Let me just repeat this because I, I want to make sure I get this you know, through to everyone. On Eric, okay, this is just so crazy. Let, let me just try to say this, I'm so sorry. I just can't believe this. On Married to First Sight Couples Cam, Virginia is throwing a birthday party for Eric and it appears they have no talk of divorce, they have no talk of separation, everything is cookies and cream. I don't know why I keep using that expression, but everything is cookies and cream, they're going real well. And his birthday, thanks to Eric and Mavs fan for confirming, is May 31st. We believe, that's when he posted that picture, was May 31st. So it was definitely, that was his birthday, for sure. But if you look in the divorce record, it says that they had been uh, separated when, since in or about April 29th, a month prior. You guys, this is the biggest joke, most ridiculous thing ever. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I'm once again going to ask you guys to comment below. We have to give credit to Mavs fan, so I am going to link her account for sharing this hilarious Married at First Sight kind of just like leak of some sort. Because I mean, I don't know what it is, a spoiler, a leak, a, just a joke. My question is, um, who, when, where, how, or why? Is this like, is this for money? Is it Eric and, is Eric and Regina is trying to get some quick cat? I, I don't understand. How did they get put on this show? And why didn't they get taken off? And this is kind of the unfortunate thing. I knew they were going to be on the couples camp show. And my gut instinct and hope and prayer was going to be that they were going to go on the show as a married couple, and then because their marriage was clearly failing, they would just keep it real. Like couples camps should be a real, it's not always positive. Marriage isn't always positive. And if they're gonna get a divorce, I thought it was gonna be documented on the show because that would make really good dramatic TV, but it appears, no, 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 they're gonna pretend that they're still doing well, even though it's like they have legally gotten divorced. So all I'm gonna say is this, thank you, Maps fan, and uh, number two, I am at a loss of words. Oh, I cannot believe it. This is hilarious, this is ridiculous. I don't think it was, I just think, honestly, these people wanted the money, and they probably knew they were gonna head in the divorce direction, and then once they went on the show, they're probably getting paid something. I had no idea what, but probably something. They probably just said, let's just keep the money coming, I guess. I mean, at what point do you just, you know, I don't know. It's everyone, the cat's out of the bag. Everyone knows. Eric and Virginia, they've got a divorce. So at what point on Married at First Sight Couples Camera, they're going to have to say, by the way, yeah, um, they separated and got a divorce. They're not together anymore. Just it really seriously makes no sense, you guys. So comment below what you guys think. But me, I am just oh, I'm at a loss of words. All right, guys, now I want to transition on over to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because Erica Jane and Thomas Girardi have some new drama. You guys, you will not believe it, but Thomas Girardi looks horrible. He has been spotted out in public. There is the picture. And if you're wondering who is that old, frail bruise, I mean, it's like he looks terrible. Old man 
believe it or not, it is Thomas Girardi, you guys. This is such an unbelievably crazy story where this thing is going. It just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Well, let's let's first look at the pictures of Thomas and we can talk about everything that's going on. So a couple of pictures, thanks to page six, have been released. There's one right there of him kind of walking with his head down. He is, um, you know, still very bald. That's that's not new, but he is. He has a black eye, a bruised eye of some sort. He's walking with some woman is helping him walk. And there is two more pictures right there, a close-up of his face and um, another one of him walking. He looks frail. He looks skinny. He has some black eye of some sort, and he looks completely horrible. And if you're wondering, what did he used to look like? There's a picture right there. Looked completely, 100% different. He was more put, this, 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 this picture right there is not very long. It's a year or two old. Not very long by any means. He was more put together. He clearly at that point, he wasn't going through as much of this legal crap he's going through now. And he still was spending money. He, was, he actually has money in his hand in that picture. So he was still doing his thing, still, you know, conning people, ripping people off, still being a very awful person. But um, yeah, you guys, I can't believe this story. I don't know what to say, thank, or even, I can't believe it. Thomas Girardi looks horrible. Here's my quick two cents. I think he's a liar. I think he's full of crap. And I think what he is doing, now he is trying to play the Alzheimer's card. He's trying to say, you know, he has dementia, he has Alzheimer's, he doesn't know what's going on. And that's how he's trying to kind of fizzle out of this whole crazy lawsuit and just get out of it. He also claims that he has no money. So he's trying to just play that card so he doesn't have to go to jail. Do I think it's real? It physically could, it looks real in those pictures I just showed you guys right there. They, it looks very real. However, I'm actually gonna go with no. I think he's faking it. I think he hasn't been eating. I don't know how he got the black guy thing. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he is kind of going crazy of some sort, but I think he just isn't eating and he's just trying to make himself look as frail and awful and probably not sleeping a whole lot to, so he can just get out of this whole thing. And I don't know if they can prove that what he's saying is true or not, but he he definitely looks the part, but I don't think he, I just don't think it's true. I don't, I don't believe it whatsoever. And um, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I think he needs to just own up his actions, admit he did something wrong. He probably does not. And if he has Alzheimer's, that sucks for him. But the guy's an awful human being. So I don't want to say anyone should get that. I'm not saying that at all. Don't take it that way. Please really don't. But all I'm saying is the guy's an awful human being. I think he's a complete pathological liar. And... Ugh, I'm just, I don't know. I think he's making the whole thing up. And we've seen it before. There was a person like, you know, a crazy guy happened years, was supposed to go to jail and he apparently had Alzheimer's and he kind of got off the hook. And so this is not the first time someone has done this. I think he, Thomas Girardi knows how to play the game. He's going to get off the hook more than likely, which is sad because he shouldn't, but he's going to play the game and he will more than likely, maybe not, but I wouldn't be shocked if he just kind of fizzles and, you know, gets his way out and just everyone just forgets it and starts to stop talking about it. But it's crazy, you guys. I cannot believe it. Thomas Girardi, holy crap. He looks different. All right, guys, now I want to transition on to one of my favorite old classic reality TV shows, and that would be Sister Wives, because we have breaking Sister Wives news. Guess what, y'all? Sister Wives, the new season, is coming back. It has been a big conspiracy. They've been cryptic. They've been quiet. No one has really seen the Sister Wives family filming at all. So no one knew. Is the Sister Wives family going to be coming back or not? We can finally confirm, thank you, thanks to Janelle's daughter, McKelty, that yes, Oh, the family is coming back. <laughs> Here is the deal. Someone commented on uh, Janelle's daughter's Instagram saying, she's adorable. Is the show officially over or is there more to come? And she responded saying, more to 
come. So yes, I am so happy. I kind of was afraid deep down that the Sister Wife show might be done for good. Everyone has been asking me. So there it is, guys. You can now officially, we can confirm, we can say it, we can scream it from the mountaintops. Now the next question is going to be, well, when is it coming back? I honestly have no idea when it's gonna come back, but I kind of have a conspiracy potential theory. My theory is January, 2022. I have no idea why. I just, the last season, the last season, I don't even know. It came out, I was gonna say November, but I could be wrong. I don't know. It's just it's typically, they need about 10-ish months to kind of finish. I, they, they, this, the Sister Wife show takes a very long time to come back out. January is going to be very big, I think, with the TLC people because 1,000 Pound Scissors has just about been confirmed to come back in January of 2022. And so I can only imagine Sister Wives, they got done a couple months ago. They were given them a couple months, you know, whatever, how many months to film, edit. I, I just have a pretty big feeling. My gut is telling me January. I think a November would be too soon to get this season out because they are usually slower. And they, the not only that they're slow, just there's no drama going on. So they take a very very long time to capture all the drama, get it all together. And I was afraid there was not going to be a new season, but I kind of had a hunch because there's so much unfinished business with Mary. There's new unfinished business, or, or shall I say in quotes, unfinished business with Christine. And Janelle's even kind of a wild card too. Now she's like living out of her RV. So these things will give them all content. And of course we have Cody, who's just a mystery man, Lord knows where. The interesting thing while we were talking about Janelle's daughter is Janelle actually just had a family reunion and Cody was nowhere to be found. She posted this picture right there saying, so fun to attend a family reunion in Park City, Utah this weekend. Was so happy so many of the kids could come. McKelty, Tony, and baby Avalon all aren't in the picture, but I got uh, some great snuggle time with the new grandbabies. She is the cutest thing. Her hair and rolls are the best. And if you zoom on in, you guys, okay, that's not Cody. That's not Cody. Cody, Cody, Cody. Where is Cody? Cody is nowhere to be found. It's kind of honestly sad because a lot of her family isn't, you know, near Cody. They don't see Cody, her dad, or their dad, I should say, often. And it's like, he's just nowhere to be found. He doesn't seem to really give a crap. He doesn't give the kids any attention. It's one thing to want to have a bunch of kids and, and actually spend time with them. He has all his kids. He wanted a big family, supposedly. He got a big family. And he never spends time with any of them besides, you know, his kids with Robin, it seems like. So... Yeah, I just, um, I don't know what to expect. I don't think Janelle is leaving. Janelle is living out of her RV trailer, though, on their land. So that is one thing we know for her. Mary, she's been going back and forth to the bed and breakfast. She is not fully running it. She said she was going to be leaving to go run the bed and breakfast, but she's going back and forth. She has help. I know if you're going to tell me, I've been talking about this for so long, I feel like a broken record. And honestly, I just feel annoyed because I was going to go to Utah. I was going to stay at the bed and breakfast. Then I kind of realized that she's really not there that often, but she is there on occasion. But it was going to cost me at minimum $1,000 to go and fly and Uber and the food and this. So I was like, it's a lot of money just to maybe see Mary Brown, but also maybe not see her. So yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> to make a lot Story short, I'm not going there anymore as of now. Maybe in the future though, but Mary, she's still doing her thing. The only thing I know with Mary right now, everyone's asking me, is she still with Cody? Is she not? The only thing we can really confidently say is she's still working on her Lula role, whatever that is, business, the clothing business thing. That's all we know. We know she's trying to kind of do her own thing. She's still posting very cryptic, weird posts about forgiveness and moving on. And so she's posting things, but she's not saying anything. And now we know why. It's because of the show. She's probably not allowed to. And yeah, she's just probably waiting until, you know, the show will come out and she'll probably slowly give out 
spoilers. And if I had to guess, though, I think the whole thing with her mom, her mom did pass away. And I think once that kind of chapter closed in her life, not that anything closed with her mother, but just that I think with how Cody responded, and maybe Cody was present, but people saw pictures and she never thanked Cody. You know, it was like, there's a lot of little stuff of like pictures with the funeral and, and the whole gatherings for, you know, the mother and whatnot. And Cody was nowhere to be found. So I just feel like the way that went down, it seemed like once she lost her mom, everything with Cody just went out the window. She has to focus on herself now. And I don't know, maybe it was just a reminder that she really didn't have, you know, that close of a family with Cody and she needs to finally move on because Cody will never cut the cord. We all know that. But to make a long story short, yes, Sister Wives is coming back. We'll have to wait and see when, but the show is officially coming back. So guys, comment below when you, are you excited? Comment below what you guys think. Um, uh, for me, I'm ecstatic. I love this show. It's my guilty pleasure show. It's only an hour long. I can kind of just skip through it and watch it and laugh and laugh at Cody, how crazily ridiculous Cody is. And it's fun for me to watch. But comment below what you guys think. And let me know if you guys know any other spoilers in the family. If anyone knows anything, please definitely let me know. Someone was like, you know, living near them. And they were sharing me all these spoilers. And I don't remember who that person was. But if you know anything, comment below. All right, guys. Now I want to go to my next segment in my new show called Where Are They Now? Where are they now? Avery and Omar from Night A Fiance. It's the million dollar question that everyone has been asking me. Where are they now? Here's the deal. Avery and Omar, we saw them a couple seasons ago on 90 Day Fiance. She uh, converted religions. They met through a dating app, Muslim dating app. They hit it off. People had some concerns. She went over with her mother to meet him. They actually got married. It worked out, believe it or not. It's funny, they're one of the very few success stories from 90 Day Fiance, but they are officially off the show. They are not going back on. They did a little bit of the self-filming stuff, but they're not going to be on another season for sure. Avery has confirmed. They are kind of on YouTube, kind of. Here is the deal though, guys, they are still together. They don't have a baby. They were trying to get Omar to come to America in 2020, but in March of 2020, I wanna, I wanna say it was March, when the pandemic first hit, his, his, his visa interview got canceled. He couldn't come to America. It was really sad. They ended up going to Dubai, and she kind of figured, she being Avery, figured once they go to Dubai, the chance of him getting the visa interview, because she have to go up her job, will go out the window. He won't be able to come to America, and that will just be that. But they did it, he got the interview, and guess what? He got approved, and now they are actually in America. I am just so happy for Avery and Omar. It's like an actual Abidi Fiance dream come true. So like I said, the visa got approved. Um, it was way after because of the pandemic. He was supposed to be here, like, seriously, like, over a year ago. But that got pushed back, and then he came, and it's all sunshine and rainbow. So around the end of March to April-ish, beginning of April, him and Avery, they came, and this, this is also in 2021, they came to America. There's a picture of them in Times Square. Avery posted it saying Ramadan Kareem. It was in April of 2021. They are in Times Square. And then they ended up going uh, to Washington, D.C. Once again, with the whole family. She said, we had a great time in D.C. Hope everyone has a great Memorial Day. And then they also went, like a couple weeks ago, as actually was last month in June, they went to the Bahamas. So there's a picture right there of her entire family and him. They're happy. You can see Avery's uh, young, young, young mother. Not young in an insult, but just young, like, you know, she's, she looks great. She's very young and looks young and she looks great. But she's, you know, all buddied up with uh, Omar. And so I guess no tension. And there never really was serious tension it, with, with, a, with Avery's mom and Omar. It was more so just... 
Avery's mom wanted Avery's safety, and she didn't know what she was getting herself into, and nothing against Avery, but Avery can kind of just let love guide her, it seems like, and not that she was just going to do anything not safe, but you just, you know, we, we all saw Avery. If you're watching this video, you probably know Avery, and Avery did a lot of kind of she was young and kind of just stuff you'd say that's kind of stupid, but either way, it worked out for the best. And lastly, for those wondering, wait, how are they supporting themselves? Well, actually, that actually isn't, this isn't going to answer that question. I don't know how they're doing that, but um, what they're doing for career and work in the future is Avery did post this a couple months ago, boom, right there, and said, guess who passed the INBDE for dentistry for the USA? Now that he passed, he only needs to do about two years of college, and that's normal protocol and he will be a general dentist in the USA. So I knew he was trying to become a dentist. He still has two more years. So in my head, I was thinking he is a dentist, but no, he has two more years. I don't know how they guys make money, to be honest. Now that I think about it, Avery was working. That's how she got him over. She had her own job. She was doing her own thing, which nothing to people like Tiffany. Obviously, Tiffany has two kids. Totally different situation, but you have to give Avery credit. She really worked her butt off to get him you know, to come to America. And so I think they're a cute couple. Some might say that Avery puts in a little more into the relationship, but I think it's 50-50. She is definitely in love with this man, but I think he loves her too. So he's becoming a dentist. They're in America. No kids on the horizon yet. They are also doing social media stuff, kind of. She's not really active. She's posting a little bit on YouTube. She's probably made a couple hundred bucks at absolute best on YouTube and Instagram, and they're not doing 90 Day Fiance anymore because they went out and said, we want to keep our life private. I think they got a little bit of negativity maybe, and they were just sick and tired of it. And you can definitely see Omar is a very private person. So comment what you guys think of Avery and Omar, but yes, they're well, they're amazing. I'm kind of shocked by the baby thing. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I would expect them to be... Um, I don't know how I word this, but I, 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 think they, I thought they'd have kids by now. Maybe... He's not a dumb guy, and she's really not dumb either, and what they're probably doing is just waiting until he actually becomes a dentist, and then we'll for 100% start you know, having a family and whatnot. So I'm happy for these two. I feel like we're always talking, especially lately. It's like 90 Fiance, especially lately, has been like just negative, negative, negative. You look at, you know, Mike and Natalie, and Tiffany and Ronald, and even the whole Pothast family, and sometimes Yara and Jovi. You go through all these couples, it's always negative stuff. They're always fighting. They're always on the verge of divorce or they're getting a divorce or they're splitting up or they're breaking up and it's, it's just sad. So it's like for once in 90 Fiance's history, we have a successful couple. People do watch this show, not everyone. So people do watch the show for the love and the happiness. And here is a real true couple where they got together. It seemed a little weird at first, but now that they've been together, they're happy and they are 100% not going anywhere anytime soon. Well guys, let me make sure to comment below what you think of Avery and Omar. All right guys, and before we sign off for the day, Hey, you already know we have to do my favorite segment of my new show, which is the social media meltdowns of today. It is thanks to Mommy Says Bad Words on Instagram. She actually changed her name. I think she her account keeps getting up and down. Now it is that Mommy Says Bad Words. I am going to link the account on this video and podcast or Facebook, YouTube, wherever you are, so you can give her a follow. Please show her some love. Her memes and posts and drama and everything is just hilarious. But this time it is from 90 Day Fiance with Angela. She posted this right there. Uh, apparently, Angela posted this picture. I have no idea why. Um, the caption says, nah, dude, Manji, we all know that you don't look like that at all. I think Darcy is giving her filter Photoshop lessons. If you look at the picture, that is supposed to be Angela from 90 Day Fiance. Really? Like, this is probably nothing against Angela. This is probably one of the worst photoshops I have ever seen ever in my entire life 
ever. So yes, a little bit of a meltdown, a little bit hilarious. Y'all, thank you all so much for watching. I love you guys more than you'll probably ever really know. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. If you are on Facebook or YouTube, please hit that like button. Hit the comments below, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, and if you are on listening to this as a podcast, please make a huge favor and press the subscribe follow button, whether you are on Apple or Spotify, wherever you are, please subscribe, leave a good review, and y'all better stay tuned for many more episodes.